previously on Flowers for Zoe, Stories for Dennis. If we really want to address stigma, we have to name it. So he wasn't enabling me. He was just keeping me safe in a way. But other people wouldn't see it like that. As much as we're going to be able to change with this podcast, it's never going to change. We're never going to be able to change the stigma that people have on drug addicts. We will never be able to change that. On today's podcast, we have a check-in with Zoe to see how she's doing six months into living sober. And quite frankly, Lara and I sit back for most of the show and take it all in with a bit of awe. As usual, if anything on today's show triggers you, reach out and talk to somebody. If you like what you hear, please share and subscribe on our website, www.flowersforzoe-storiesfordennis.com. Hi guys hello hello podcast number nine all right let's do it so i was having a nice conversation with zoe today zoe says you know what why don't we do a podcast about blame and that totally piqued my ears i'm like okay let's talk about blame so okay. why did you want to talk about blame i just felt like um i feel like when i was in active addiction Thank you. I feel like in active addiction, I, a lot of the time, uh, without realizing it, I put all of this blame for everything that was going wrong in my life on everyone else, it seemed like. Like, you know, I didn't have my kids, so it was my mom's fault because she took them. You know, like... Um, I didn't talk to my siblings because they weren't the ones reaching out to me or making an effort to talk to me, you know? So all of like everything that was going on that wasn't great in my life, I put the blame on the other person instead of myself. Because in reality, once I got my shit together and started to get sober and really work on my, um, my addiction um, to get sober, I realized that everything fell into place. It wasn't my mom's fault that I didn't have my kids. It was because of me and my addiction that I didn't have my kids. It wasn't my, my sister or my brother's fault that we weren't talking. It was my active addiction that kept us like with a wedge between us, you know, because once I got sober and I stopped using I had my kids back in my life. Me and my mom were okay. You know, um, I started talking to my family again. I was reunited with everybody. So all that blame that I felt was everybody else's responsibility and fault, it wasn't. It was me and my addiction that, that made those problems. Wow, that's really profound. It wasn't anybody else's doing, you know, it, it was, it was, it was self-destruct mode, you know, like I thought everybody was in, in a sense out to get me or, or to make my life harder. But honestly, it was me and my addiction that made every situation in my life harder. It wasn't, it wasn't anybody else but myself. 
Is this something that is new? Like, is this something that you're thinking about like recently? I started to realize these things when, like I said, when, when I started, um, my pathway, my journey on mm -hmm. becoming clean. Right. Um, mm -hmm. that's when I started to realize, like I said, like I had all this blame inside of me. I had all of these reasons on why it wasn't my fault and why it was everybody else's fault. And the more, the more sober I became, the more clear headed I became. And the longer I stay sober, the better my relationships got. Mm. So in that sense, you realize like, hey, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't everybody else that didn't want to be a part of my life. It was me kind of pushing them out and me putting the blame on them for everything going wrong. And that's not the case. Like, look at how great everything is right now. And I'm sober. Mm. While I was using, I had no relationship with my kids. Mine and my mom's relationship was was almost non-existent. I hardly talked to my siblings. There was no relationship there. And if there was, it was me like, hey, I'm stuck in a situation. You think you got 20 bucks to spare? And they knew what it was about and they didn't want to deal with it. So in a sense, it was me pushing them away. Not that they didn't want to be there. It was my addiction that made everything difficult. So it sounds like that feeling of, um, you know, reaching out and asking and they're rejecting, right? They're saying like, no, we don't have money. They know what it's about. Right. Um, but what you're saying is um, it was kind of reciprocal. It was happening. It was happening on your part as well, that you right. were kind of detached from them. Because I didn't want, there was, in, in a sense, there was nothing good to say. Mm. There was nothing happening in my life that I was proud to talk about so in that sense I just didn't talk I didn't reach out I didn't call nobody I didn't keep the lines open with anybody mm -hmm. so and it wasn't just like my mom and my siblings side. like I didn't talk to um on on dad's side I didn't I didn't talk to Nana I didn't talk to you I didn't talk to anybody like I didn't keep the lines open with anybody mm -hmm. I shut down and I just kind of stayed in my little my little circle I didn't reach out to anybody because I mm -hmm. had nothing good to say there was nothing that I wanted to talk about right and nothing that anybody wanted to hear about in like as what I thought right like that's how mm -hmm. I felt like nobody's gonna want to hear about what's happening right now nobody needs to put up with that type of bullshit like I'm embarrassed to, for one, to, to even speak about it, to let everybody know that this is what my life has come to. I, mm -hmm. I don't want to talk about that with anybody, right? So it was, it, yeah, it was kind of, like I said, it was uh, all of the blame I was putting on everybody else for what was happening was really my act of addiction. That's, that's what it all boiled down to. Hmm. You had another epiphany. Well, this one's been ongoing for a while since me getting sober, right? Because my relationships have just kept getting better with everybody. So what's different now? Like, 
I know you're new into this, right? But you're, you're still been, you know, on this recovery journey for a few months now. So like, what's, what are you discovering? What's new? Everything is going good. I haven't yet reached everything I want to reach. I'm still, we spoke about this a little bit, I think before. I'm still learning to cope with life and situations that happen and come about in life. I'm still trying to learn how to cope with it the right way, right? I'm still, I don't have it down pat 100%. I still have my bad days, my good days. Um, uh, I tried uh, rehabilitation. At the moment, I'm currently not talking to anybody ongoingly because I've just had so much happening with um, the kids being here full time and, Mm -hmm. you know, a little bit of me procrastinating, which I need to work on because I know that there's things that I need to do, but I've kind of been like putting them to the side. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm still learning how to cope with certain certain days that I have certain feelings that I come about talking always helps I need to get back into counseling I need to um, focus on uh, prioritizing certain things in my life to get them done mm-hmm. in a timely manner mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it sounds like a pretty steep list. Like it, it, it resonates with me because I do lists too, right? There's something oh, about having this big list in front of you of all these things you have to check off the list and get done. And, um, you know, I, I get that part. And then there's another part, you know, as I hear you, like, you know, naming off all the stuff on your list. And, and I'm also thinking about, okay, but you've just kind of landed on your new feet. Yeah, I'm still stumbling through this. I, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not steady on my feet yet. I'm really not. Yeah, but I'm much better than where I was. Mm-hmm. I have goals that I want to accomplish. I have dreams. <laughs> I have mm-hmm. like things that I want to accomplish in life. I, I have places that I want to get to. You know, whether that be with the relationships in my life or career choices or furthering my education on certain things, you know, like Mm -hmm. I have all of these little, like little things in life that I just want to further myself in. Right. So I'm, I'm at an okay place. I'm just not a hundred percent where I want to be, which I'm working on. Yeah. So day by day, like I said, even with the procrastination, I am in a much better place than I was. And I'm happy to have the problems that I have now compared to the problems I had when I was using. And, you know, when my relationships with everybody was really difficult, like nobody had any trust or faith in me when it came to being with my own kids, let alone their kids. Now I'm spending basically the whole summer with my niece. I've been with my niece at, at my house, like here with me and my kids, like that's something that would have never happened Mm -hmm. six months ago. Like my sister has faith to leave her daughter with me for a summer, 
You know what I mean? Yeah, she sees her every whatever week or couple days or whatever the case is. But like, she's left here with me. I'm responsible for somebody else's child. And that that feels so good to me because I'm trustworthy. I'm trusted with somebody's child. Mm -hmm. And that was never the case. I wasn't even trusted with my own kids six months ago. Right? So that's something really nice. It feels good to know that I trustworthy (laughs) yeah so you're building trust in relationships now with family members that you know it wasn't there before no it wasn't no and it feels so good it's great yeah (laughs) it's really nice yeah it's it's just different like even with like money it's at this point in time, like for instance, if I ever needed something before, my brother would turn around and be like, so you need food? Okay, let's go to the grocery store. Oh, sorry, that was my cat. Um, let's go to the grocery store and I'll spend what you need on what you need right, for food or whatever. Now I can call him up and say, hey, Michael, I need a bag of milk and a box of coffee and a bag of wipes or a box of toilet paper, whatever the case is. And he'd send me the 30 bucks to go and get it. There was never that trust before. He didn't trust me to send me money because he knew what was going to happen. And he didn't want to be a part of that. Right. He didn't want to enable me in that sense. Right. But now I can call him up. And if I ever needed something, I know he would trust me to handle it properly and to put it towards the right things right like that trust I'm building up with everybody in my family and it's a great great feeling it's nice to have that back that's amazing I mean and it's amazing the way your trust grows and you know every time you complete a trusting transaction with your family that trust in you is going to grow and grow and grow i'm so happy for you so <laughs> i'm really happy at this point like i said i'm not 100 percent of like where i want to be yet but i am okay with how things are right now you know, I have my bad days, I have my good days, and I'm still learning to cope with the bad ones. But I think I'm doing pretty good, even on my bad days. I've, I, you know, I'm not, I haven't fallen back in my, my addiction. Um, I don't have any temptation. My temptation right now is life, in life, is just to focus on doing something positive at least once a day like you know just to be mindful and to and just to um focus on all the positive things that I have going on so that even when those negative days come like I can realize I can step back and realize how much positive I have in my life right now and then those bad days don't seem so bad (laughs) Sounds like you're kind of organizing the way you're thinking about things a little bit. And it, it gets me thinking about, I don't know if you've ever seen that diagram of 
there's the things that are in your control. Mm -hmm. And then outside of that circle are all the things that are kind of out of your control, out of all of our control, right? Like, like the future or what other people are going to do. Like we can't really control any of that, but within that little inner circle of what's in our control, like I hear you talking a lot about, you know, the goals that you're setting for yourself, the things that you're thinking about, um, how you're handling the stresses of the day, right? How you're choosing to like move through them, get through them. Um, you know, even how you speak about yourself, right? And you're talking about how, you know, you're having these interactions with your brother that, you know, you're building trust within the family. But I'm also hearing um, just some really positive self-talk. Yeah. You know, and the part that, you know, and looking at you on the screen, like you're smiling when you talk about these things, like it brings about good feelings, good yeah. feelings about yourself for yourself. I never thought that I would get to this point before. Like it wasn't even the smallest thought in my mind that I would be here, especially like just from where I was six almost seven months ago now like I I had no hope for anything like I did not I did not see myself back with my kids I didn't see myself with the trust that I have with people I didn't see myself happy I didn't see myself on a routine like a daily routine, like I wake up, I drink my coffee, like, I know kind of what my day is gonna look like almost, right. And that's a good feeling, because life in active addiction, your life is full of chaos, like you don't know what's gonna happen from one minute to the next, you are always freaked out about what's gonna happen next, you know, you don't know day to day what's going to happen. And it's a good feeling to be somewhat organized, to have, you know, um, to know what your day is going to look like, to know that that night you're going to go to bed and you're going to wake up at the time you wake up. You're going to turn on the coffee. You're going to, you know, uh, watch turn on the TV, watch the news, or send out a text message, and then the kids are going to wake up at 12 or 1 o'clock because it's summertime, and the youngest one's going to ask to go swimming, and is not going to want to, and, like, you know what's going to happen, and that's a good feeling. So you are present. Yeah. I've never been more present in my life. <laughs> Does that mean she's been savoring? <laughs> yeah i mean if you're present then you can also savor right when you are oh the little moments that yeah. we spoke about yes the little yeah. moments of of you know being uncomfortable because i'm squished between my two girls yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh you just you savor that moment i'm gonna give you some advice from your great bubba Bubba, you know, when you say Bubba, I think about soup and I think about um, cabbage. Yes, cabbage soup, pierogies. <laughs> oh, 
I can smell her soup. Oh, gosh. Now, I don't know if Bubba was serious or not, but she said to me, don't be too happy or else the next day is going to be bad. You know, it makes me think, makes me think, uh, you know, in times like this, you're having a good day right now. You know, when you're having a good day, it's a good time to think about what you're going to do if you have a bad day tomorrow. That's what I get from Bubba. Yeah, I guess this idea of like, <clears throat> don't get too happy. Um, it makes me kind of, I don't know, it makes me kind of cringe. It? it makes me cringe yeah. when I hear it. And and I want to reframe it somehow. Um, and when I do, I reframe it in this way. I, I think to myself, well, you know, this idea that we're all walking around a 10, that every day we're going to just feel like a 10, that, you know, a good day means that I'm just feeling fantastic, right? When in fact, you know, maybe most of us are kind of walking around a, a five or a six. And maybe if we gauged a good enough day as a five or a six or a seven, it might take a little bit of that, that pressure off, right? Um, this, uh, you know, also this idea that, you know, we can have some pretty fantastic moments and sometimes fantastic moments are really simple things that bring us joy and they may be fleeting. And so we can have some great moments that fluctuate through our day while we're also just having a lot of, you know, average fives. Like and, that. and maybe sometimes it'll dip to a three. And when it dips to a three, we might have to just kind of coast through maybe a low feeling or not feeling great. But we know that it doesn't stay that way. It kind of fluctuates almost like weather systems, you know. I like that interpretation of it. I think that's a really, really good interpretation of it. Because if you're, it's, it's true. If you sit there and think that, you know, feeling too good is a, is a 10 and it's terrific all the time. If you just lower that number a little bit and we're great at a five or five, between five and seven, 10 is just over the top, over the charts, excited, happy, you know, but we're okay at a five to seven. We're happy. We're okay. We're good. We don't need anything more than that to be okay. Mm -hmm. That's a, a fucking amazing interpretation of Bubba's quotes. <laughs> uh, don't get too happy. Know? Don't get too happy. <laughs> that's too that's happy. great. That is a great interpretation of that. I like that. That's a good one. Let's recap what we heard tonight. During this check-in with Zoe, she shares her growing insight on how active addiction clouded and shaped how she was experiencing herself and the world around her. She refers to blame as the lens that took hold and how this made it possible to hold everything and everyone outside of herself responsible for the negative things that were happening. She also shares how poorly she felt about herself and her situation and how blaming herself also contributed to not wanting to reach out or talk to anyone. We can feel really vulnerable, tender when reflecting on our own challenges. Notice how Zoe's self-talk is changing and how much of it has to do with her growing insight, but also her openness to working within the circle of what is in her control. In tonight's check-in, she talks about her focus of goals for herself. She's taking responsibility and ownership of her thoughts and actions, and she invites us into how she is setting up her day. She talks about what she's choosing to put her energy on 
and how she's taking steps to build trust in relationships. All of these things are within her control. And now that she's feeling healthy, focused, and grounded, these steps, while not easy, do feel possible. <music>